Like East Coast kind of? It was or? East Coast. I was like... Okay, yeah. I think they were from Boston, if I remember right. Okay, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, and I don't really don't, think I've ever... Yeah. They don't live in Boston now, so I'm just... I don't remember. I think it was Boston. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and that's interesting about Americans. We seem to be transitory people. Other people aren't as transitory. Like, I have friends uh, in Europe who've never moved from their place or their city. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. don't aren't you aren't you at all curious about the rest of your country? <laughs> oh, we go there for vacation. That's not the same. <laughs> Although I have, I have been a lot of people that are like, oh no, I haven't really been to the East Coast much, or just went once really fast, or vice versa. You know, if I'm on the East Coast, they're like, oh no, I've never been over to California and stuff. So I feel like you forget how how big the U.S. is. Yeah, I mean, but, just California's big. We've got a really big state. People forget that. That's why people drive everywhere. Yeah. No, I remember driving up the East Coast, and we had driven through, like, four states, like, during the day, and I'm like, wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, I know, I know. When we were uh, living in Ohio, we were going to Toronto on vacation. We went through one, two, three states, and then we went through several Canadian places, Canadian states, I think that's what they call them states there, too, uh, in order, before we got to Toronto. It was like, wow, everything's compact here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was... Yeah, it's definitely a different feeling. It's interesting. I was nine, so it was a big deal, because it was the first time I went out of the country, and we went across the border, and I said, do I have to declare something? (laughs) Because I've seen all these movies and TV shows where people go across the border, they had to declare. And uh, I was about I was about uh-huh. ten at that time. I and I, wa- I was obsessed uh-huh. with television. And uh, I said, "Do I have to declare something?" Because uh, you can declare you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I go, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, thanks, bye. I was like, what? Are you supposed to, like, declare you're an American? Or, I don't know, you're supposed to declare something. <laughs> but I just, I thought it was weird. Um, but it was, I thought it was really cool, because you, yeah, went, you, you get these stop both sides, and they check your car and everything. And uh, yeah. Yeah, traveling is always an experience. I mean, I was only 10. So, it was exciting. Yeah, sometimes when you're younger, though, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Traveling in the younger side. Yeah. Yeah, first time, I, even though I was in California, I didn't go to Mexico until I was an adult. So the first time I ever left the country was when we went to Canada. Oh, cool, okay. Well, no, I've never been to Canada. It'd be cool to visit. It's really cool. I mean, I haven't been on this part of Canada. You know, Canada basically is the entire length of the United States. So there's a there's a, uh, like I think Vancouver is right uh, near California, and well, not California. It's actually it's up by Washington. Um, 
But, um, and then it goes all the way down to Newfoundland that's all the way in the East Coast. You know, it's just humongous country. People forget yeah. that. I don't know how they could if you look at a globe, but they do. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really cool. I would cool. I would I'd like to see Vancouver. That's one place I'd like to go. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, one day. And it has weather That's like amazing. ours, so cuz it's western. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Makes it like an easier transition if you're really looking around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um okay, my first question is um you're an artist who who was the first inspiration to you as an artist i mean what did you look at did you go to an art gallery was it on a poster uh was it on television what what inspired you um i feel like one of the probably the first inspirations we're talking about very initial um were probably like book illustrations, I feel, because I was a really big reader when I was little. Um, I loved, and I still love, uh, Roald Dahl, and I loved like the illustrations Quentin Blake did for all of his books, and there was just like so much fun energy and color, and they seemed to match the stories so well, and I do remember looking through those and being really excited. Um, that was when I was younger. Um, I remember watching Bob Ross a couple times and really liking that. Really little. There was some kind of, and I loved doing the, um, those, uh, giant coloring posters. I guess this isn't like, this isn't an artist in particular, but, uh, those really giant posters that you would color in. I was always doing one of those and that one, one leading me to the next and stuff. And those were always really fun. One of the reasons I did not ever become an artist was because I could never color within the lines. Oh, no, but you don't don't have to color in the lines. (laughs) But it was such a mess. (laughs) That's true. Well, it comes down to whether if if you enjoy doing it, too, I guess, so, you know. No, I did enjoy it. I love coloring. I just was terrible at Uh it. I can I oh, can do no. I could do better now as an uh, as a woman, but when I was a little kid, I mean, there is no way. Every at the pink was in the blue and the green was in the black, and everybody it was just bleh. oh no. Well, I feel like pink within the blue wouldn't be too bad, right? That would give you some nice nice shades. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 I don't know. It's, no, I know what you mean. Like when you're, it's more satisfying too, you know. If you could make it look like the picture that's the supposed yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. <laughs> no, but I, it's so funny because I appreciate art. I love art. Um, I have family who are artists, and I just, I, my mom and dad always took us to museums and galleries and and art shows and stuff like that. So I've always loved. I mean, they took us to movies, too. I'm just saying that they took us to um, a lot yeah. of stuff where you can appreciate art. And I just, and I love art. I just can't do it. Well, appreciating it, I mean, I've definitely learned as, as you've grown up, like, just because you can really love and appreciate something, and that doesn't mean you, 
going to go do it for your career too, you know? So it's fine just being a, a lover and appreciator of it. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I, I did sketch for a while, sucked at it, but I did, mm-hmm. it was mostly for me. Um, it was, yeah. Well, that's the best thing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But, and, um, I can I needlepoint and, and embroidery and stuff like that. That kind of stuff I can do. Needlepoint, embroidery, I have knitting. huge respect for needlepoint and embroidery. I definitely that's that's an amazing skill. Well, I learned that from my mom. She taught me, and she she was really good at it. But she was mine was like pedestrian. Hers was amazing, gorgeous. Looked like it belonged in a gallery. It was just it just you know, you could see every knot in mine, um, every, every boo-boo. Oh, no. I worked in a, um, a fabric store for a while, because um, I love to sew, and I would love when people would bring in, like, their needlepoint and embroidery projects, or their quilting things, and yeah, it's, it's an amazing art, that realm. It's fun. It's gorgeous. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have, I have lots of real beautiful needlepoints for my mom. Oh, looks so nice. They are gorgeous. Just stunning. Yeah, I even have my own stuff. My own embroidery and needlepoint. <laughs> Let me put it this way. My mom's stuff is right out there. It's like in the living room. Mine is behind the door. Oh, no. It's hanging in my room, but it's behind my door. Oh well, as long as as long as you enjoy it, that's what matters. <laughs> I just don't want anybody else to see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I just did one really good embroidery. It was with a little girl, um, and, uh-huh. and I actually got everything right. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> That must be satisfying. It was. It was the only one that was really good. Good, good. And there was good. another uh, needlepoint. I had. I was taking a needlepoint class. It was kind of weird. It was an elective, obviously. And I and I had it to get it done by time. But I got this really big canvas, and I got the figure done. But all of the background, I couldn't get it done. I just. I kept working on it. I'd be sitting watching television, doing. It, I'd be doing it. And and finally, my mom goes, um, "I'll finish it," and she did. <laughs> she just took it. Took her like twenty minutes, like that night. She took it, finished it in twenty minutes, laid it down on my desk wow. in my room while I was sleeping, and there it was. It was like half the bottom oh. of the canvas. She did the whole bottom. Oh, she that's kind of cool. Then it became like a collaboration, you know? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's my only collaboration with my mom. Um, <laughs> really sweet. It is. It is so funny because she finished, I was working night and day trying to get the dance. It, the figure wasn't a problem, but it was the background because it was same color, same color, same color, same color, same color. Yeah. You know, it just, I just, I did my best. Yeah. And and she knew I was doing the best. I'm sitting here watching TV shows and I'm doing the needlepoint while I was doing the TV shows, trying to get it done before the deadline. So she just said, I'll finish it. That's really sweet. That's so sweet. 
<laughs> no, that must that one must be special to have. It is. It is. Yeah. But yeah, it's just yeah. She could, my mom could knock them out. I mean, they're gorgeous and perfect and beautiful, but she could do it within like a week. Wow. Really complicated. It's crazy one. seeing people with those skills, seeing it like seeing like their hands move that fast and everything. You know, like I don't know. My grandmother was a, an amazing uh, sewer and uh, knitter, and it was so fun watching like the, the needles moving that fast. Oh yeah, Gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, isn't it cool when your grandma is a great sewer? My grandmother was a seamstress. So she like when we were at the store and I would admire something, she goes, oh, you like that, Sherry? I go, yeah, okay. And the next day I have four, next day, the next time I visited her, like a week later, I yeah. have four outfits the same as the, what was in the store, but different colors, and some with short skirts and some with long skirts and with a vest or with a jacket. I mean, it was That's like, so she was sweet. like an industry. I love that. It was so sweet. Did she sell her stuff, or was it? No, well, she, she did work? when she was younger, but yeah. I think okay. when she was older, it was just for the family. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. But she was, yeah, she was a talent. She was like a speed demon was until she got really old. Um, when she got in her like, I mean, she was still going when she was in her seventies, until she got in her eighties that's when her fingers it started to bother her and her eyesight yeah um but she was yeah that too bee demon oh god that woman yeah fun to watch so when you know when you look at your your parents and your grandparents and you're just like oh my god they're so talented Mm -hmm. it's true true It's, it's nice to it's feel very lucky and privileged to be surrounded by amazing adults in my life so yeah when did you start knowing that you were an artist um I feel like when I was when I was little I always I loved anything to do with crafting too like crafting and drawing um I always loved doing like projects so I did draw and I loved anything that brought uh drawing into the mix um but like I said I loved to sew too and I loved um anything that had to do with like building things and crafting things so and then I did draw a lot in throughout school just like for fun on my own um but I did do a lot of uh I never did like the electives in school for art because I was always doing band so I don't think it was, it probably wasn't until like later in my undergrad and and a couple of years after when I was becoming a little bit more serious about it. But like crafting and drawing has always been a part of my life. So. What did you craft? Um, like lots of little, I used to, I used to make a lot of outfits for my siblings and my stuffed animals. So I would sew a lot of them clothes. <laughs> I love doing that. Um, and then, um, you know, just any little project that came to mind, you know, I loved doing like paper projects too. Um, but yeah, I, I would love sketching my family like when I was younger too. I do remember doing that. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of mixtures of things and it wasn't till later, I think that I was more like serious about it, but then 
it, it totally made sense, you know, because it was something that I always returned to. I can just see that your little, your all your little stuffed animals with cute little shirts and <laughs> hats and, and. Oh, they're they're still in my room. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. Uh, <laughs> and and so was your transition to being? You said your transition to being an artist was in college. What inspired you? Uh, what was your inspiration when you were younger, when you were first starting to be an artist? Um, you mean like when I was um, much younger or like when I was in school, like what kind of convinced me? Yeah, when you were in school and what convinced you? Um, I guess well, I was taking a lot of film and theater classes, um, theater arts classes, because I love theater. Um, and so I was kind of thinking for a while I would do something within the creative production side of theater. Um, but I think I ultimately realized that I love, I love attending theater and seeing theater and studying theater, but, um, maybe it wasn't something I wanted to work in. So then when I started taking more art classes, cause I wanted to, I just kept coming back to, I love the act of drawing. So, and then when I took some of the art classes, I'm like, this feels very right. Like it just feels like I'm supposed to be here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's interesting. I was listening to an interview with Judy Dench. And they asked her, did you always? I do too. And they asked yeah. her, did you always want to be an actress? She goes, oh, no, I wanted to be a set designer. As, uh, as she, oh, and and they, uh, cool. she goes, oh, that's really cool. She goes, yeah, my brother wanted to be an actor, and he is an actor, but I, I wanted to be a set designer. But then I made the mistake of going to a theater, a big theater, instead of one of the little theaters that was in, uh, that was near me. And I saw movable sets with things like going in and out and stuff like that. And she's like, she said, I was sitting there in the audience saying, I could never do that. Wow. And that's when she switched to acting. Interesting. It is like really, like you, there's a whole realm to that set design. Like you all, I remember like looking at, like, researching it more and talking with people and it's like you have to research where everything's stored in the back and you have to have like you know schematics of the theater to know exactly where everything's sitting like it's not just the drawing and the design like there's a lot of practical logistical stuff so it's yeah <laughs> yeah but just think of the loss to to movies and tv and theater if judy dench became a set designer I know. I'm really glad she became an actress. Me too. Her stuff. Me too. <laughs> She's one of those people I I would I would give anything if if she came here and was performing. I would sell something to go see her. Oh my god! Yeah, I probably would too. I saw. Um, do you ever watch any of National Theater stuff? Oh yeah, all the time. You do. Um, yeah, yes, they did like a. It was a while ago, but there was like a. I think it was like a 50th anniversary, mm -hmm. like a little like snippets of different shows, and there was a clip when she sang um, "Send in the Clown." Yeah, that's one and of my favorites. That still stays with me. I yeah, I loved that moment. Yeah, uh, she's very cool. Yeah, and in fact, they were just showing it because Sondheim just passed away. I know that made me really sad. Me too. I love him. I love his work. I, I know, mean, me and it's such a long. Uh, you, you, I mean, you see him from 
Gypsy and West Side Story and uh, um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. And then you go to Sweeney Todd and Company and a little night music. You know, it's just this huge difference, and yet it's still totally him. You know, it's just uh, yeah. what a brilliant man he was. I know. Talk about, like, artistic inspirations. I mean, he's definitely been one for sure. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some, his lyrics are amazing, and the shows are very touching. Yeah, company. He's that one I'm not as familiar with. I need, to, I need to sit down and really listen through it and everything. It was apparently about, um, I forgot the actor. I think it's, no, it was George Firth. And he was a very close friend of his. He was going through therapy, and he didn't want to get married. Um, and that's what the whole. And when he was telling Stephen about it, he had written a, a series of little scenes, George. And and mm-hmm. he said, "Can it, it? I don't know what to do with this. I want to act it because he was an actor, and very good actor, yeah. and." But I don't know what to do with it. So Stephen was the one who made it into a cohesive uh, play, you know, taking wow. the scenes with the music and with what he wrote and, and making it one. I mean, it, the collaborations are just amazing. That is so cool. Oh, I found this uh, account on Instagram um, that was what people have been posting all these letters that Sondheim sometimes like had written them like over the years because I guess he was a uh, he wrote a lot of letters and always tried to write back to people but it's it's been really fun like reading through them as they come up yeah, oh like, how lovely is that said, very collaborative and I know it's cool yeah I still the letters I have are very special when when they answer you that means a lot people yeah, I don't think they realize it yeah, people like art, huge artistic inspirations and just inspirations in general. Yeah, exactly. And I, that doesn't surprise me. They said he's one of the kindest people. And this is all these people who knew him. Um, I didn't know this. Um, I saw an interview on YouTube with him and Richard Rogers' grandson. And Richard Rogers' grandson uh, is also a um, composer. Um, and uh, but he also does his own lyrics, and um, and he um, he actually went to Stephen with his first song to get his opinion, and he says he was sure he was going to get all these compliments <laughs> instead. He said, "Well, this doesn't work, and you need to work on this." And this is, <laughs> and he said, "I constructive criticism, though that's the best." <laughs> and he said, and he said, "Well." Yeah, and he goes, it wasn't very encouraging. And um, no. I think he said he was like about 13 or something. And he says, no, no, it's, oh, no, it's yeah. supposed to be encouraging. You don't want me to give you compliments when you have things wrong. You want me to help you. Yeah, he, he goes, that's, that's the kindness well, that's of him. That's cool. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, he seemed like a cool person. He was. Be pretty magical what he left us with so. yeah all the songs um we've come to the place where we're going to talk about you being a winner um yeah 
Uh, the writers and illustrators of the future. You won um, as an uh, illustrator and as an artist. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I won in. Um, I actually think I was contacted by them in, I feel like it was mid-2019. Because I, uh, I was grouped with the ones who went to the um, event this year. But they were celebrating like the two groups, like the the 2020-2021 book together, the volume 36 and 37. Um, so I found out I won mid-2019, um, which was crazy unreal, because I had submitted a couple times before. Um, and yeah, I just couldn't believe it when Joni called me, <laughs> freaking out for a little bit there. And it was an awesome experience creating the piece. Um, the Sunny Day's story, uh, Automated Everyman Migrant Theater, and it just made me really encouraged about going into the field because uh, I love getting like the feedback from Echo Chernick, who was the, the art director and also the coordinating judge for the contest. Um, it was just fun going back and forth, and like the piece definitely ended up much more awesome because of the help she was able to give me. So it just made me excited to go into the field. I'm like, I love that little mini collaboration, but it still feels like a um, like a really nice individual time to like work through things, but you still get to work with people. And yeah, the event in October was amazing. It was like the best thing possible after a year of kind of working in isolation, especially, you know, like the other illustrators were, it was amazing to meet them. I'm, I'm glad it was like two groups that I got to interact with because I wouldn't have met that second group. Um, and like the guest lectures and speakers and the judges that were there were amazing. Like it was, everyone's just so encouraging and helpful and giving with information. And yeah, it was so much fun. Cool. And um, could you give the name of your the book that you're in that your your winning art is in? Yeah, it's L. Ron Hubbard uh, presents Writers of the Future, and I'm in Volume Thirty Six. And um, what's the name of the story that your art is in? Um, the Automated Everyman Migrant Theater by Sunny Zay. Uh, I, I didn't, um, could you repeat the author's name again? Because I couldn't hear it, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh -huh, it's Sunny Zay. Thank you. Okay, uh, that's great. Congratulations, that's super. And do you yeah. have anything that's happening now that you want somebody to know about, like a a convention or a piece of art that's going up or a gallery or anything like that? Oh, well, hopefully uh, I'd love to attend conventions in the future. Um, right now I'm doing a, it's like a, a private commission that's a kind of an anniversary piece, so I'm not sure, uh, for the couple, so I'm not sure if that's something I'll end up putting up because it might be more of a private piece for them. Um, but in January I've got a couple projects lined up, but I haven't talked with the clients yet so I might hold on talking about those but yeah I'm gonna I def, I'm trying to be active on my Instagram and I post personal pieces a lot and client pieces um, that I can share um, so that's a good spot to look for new work that I'm putting up okay what's your Instagram um, page what's the name on it it is uh, p.airlia a-i-r-l-i-a um, but if you just look up my full name, uh, Phoebe Rothfeld, um, that's the name that's paired with that account. Okay, and do you have a website? 
I do. Um, and that's www.phoebeRothfeld.com. Perfect. Uh, Phoebe, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. It was really fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry. Thank <laughs> you.